Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, I'll say it's more <laughs> hidden than Gem. I wouldn't say it's one of those, <laughs> it's not one of those ones that are like, oh yeah, it's a great film, it's magical and all that. It's not. But to see a star like Luke Evans, who's normally portrayed yeah. in one way, another way, that's the gem in it. You know what? Your French is actually better than your English. <laughs> well, so, you know, je m'appelle Duval, you know, so, uh, you know, je pite Londres. Londres, je suis, you know, 30, no France. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just crazy. It was about guys trying to get laid, you know, speaking about sexuality and, you know, a group of friends who were just basically geeks, really nerds, who were just trying to... Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another brand new episode of The Flicksters. We are Deval and Amma bringing you movie news, film reviews, anniversary corner and and hidden gems. Deval, how, how you doing, my friend? How are you? <laughs> That's how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, they say a picture says a thousand words. Uh, says a thousand, there's two thousand words even. So that tells you everything. You know what? That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm ready for this, man. Let's go for it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's step into this man. All right. Okay. So listen, we've got some shout outs, Deval. We have got some shout outs. Come on, dish it out, mate. Tell me who we shouting out this week. Okay. We're going to go for the shout outs. Okay. So today we've got uh, the Erica Davis, uh, the one and only. Uh, Erica gave us a massive shout out on our uh, Instagram, which most people do. And she gave us a shout out uh, about our 50th episode, actually. So last week was our 50th episode uh, milestone for us. We started this from just an idea. It started from an idea. <laughs> Part of the journey is the end, but it's not the end. Uh, it's the 50th. Uh, so she gave us a massive shout out on, oh on Instagram. And uh, to, be, to be honest, all our shout outs today are from Instagram. So the yeah. Erica Davis, uh, she's been listening for months and she's also our marketing guru who gives us lots of tips about that. Anyone that wants marketing, go to the underscore Erica underscore Davis and she will help you out. Uh, next one goes to Ambula, Am, Ambia Ujula, who I always mispronounce. I'm sorry, Ambi. Uh, I'll just say Ambi. Just, call you Ambi just stick or, to, yeah, stick to Ambi. Ambi, Ambi. I feel like I know you now, but Ambi, thank you very much for your shout out. 50th episode. You listen to us every week, whether you're in your garden. Hope you've hope you recovered from your injury as well. Yeah. And hope you're doing that, well. That thank that you very leg, much, Ambi. leg brace. Yes, we saw the leg brace on Instagram. I know you got the Wolverine healing factor. Uh, so I know you got you, you healed it in two days. So I know that's all good. Oh, uh, next we've got Ace underscore T Lambo, uh, who uh, gave us a massive shout out on Instagram as well. 50th episode. He loves yep. uh, all kinds of movies. Uh, Black Hawk Down is one of his favorite movies. So there you go, Ace underscore Lambo. Thank you. And last, but by no means least, we have Emmanuel, the Emmanuel P underscore London LDM. Whoa. He's been listening since day one as well. He always gives us feedback on our Instagram. He even messages me directly. He slides into my DMs, always messaging about movies. He's a massive movie buff. And uh, he, <laughs> he is one person you cannot mess around with. If you make a mistake, 
If you make a mistake, he will notice it and he will tell you. That's great. I love so he that. tells me all the time. I love it. With, yes. Exactly. I love it. With, I love it when people just say, oh, by the way, you know, you messed up with the date of the film. Yes. Or you, no, it wasn't this me. actor or this actress. <laughs> I'm telling you, last week it. we spoke about uh, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon's... Uh, uh, origins he messaged me and said yeah. that wasn't right what was he talking about you were blagging <laughs> <laughs> and those are this week's shout outs yes absolutely oh and just on the shout outs let me just say one thing uh Ambi, um she saw midsummer and all oh. i got was yeah so listen i said to her okay so come and tell me what you think and all i got was wtf that oh, was it okay mm. so i'm i'm pretty sure there's going to be more uh, more commentary on that. Uh, so uh, as soon as, as soon as I find out what what she thought of that, I will. I'm going to share that as well. So that's going to be mm. quite interesting. So listen, Deval, uh Let's move on to movie news, and there's a couple of things that I really, really want to kind of just talk about. And the first thing is right. Okay, so now Walking Dead right has been this massive. Well, it was kind of like this big you know, huge thing on TV. And it was kind of almost like this kind of event, The Walking Dead. Yeah. And, you know, it took on this whole kind of, you know, became this massive, massive big show for AMC and, you know, you, you know, t-shirts, comics and, you know, all that sort of stuff and people dressing up as zombies. And it kind of, for me, those first like, you know, four or five years of the show, it kind of really, really kind of progressed the, the zombie genre. But then, after a while, I don't know, it kind of lost the, it lost it for me in a in couple of seasons, around about season seven or season eight, I can't remember. And then obviously the whole Rick Grimes thing, like, you know, is he dead? Did, you know, did he die? And what happened? He left the show yeah. and all this sort of stuff. But just recently, apparently, so the writer of, is it, is, I think it's Kirk, Robert, is it Kirkman? Robert oh, Kirkman. Yeah, I think his name's yeah, Robert, Robert, Robert Kirkman, yeah. I think. So he's in charge of the comic books and mm. he, the Walking Dead comic, this is the comic now, so not the, the TV show, the Walking Dead comic, it's, it's finished. Oh, is it finished now? Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's ended. And you know what, right? So I, w- I was just like, damn it, because I thought this thing was going to go on for a long time. And obviously this whole, the comic book uh, living alongside the TV show. But now, like Kirkman, he kind of, you know, went online and he said, look, you know, things had to end and it's ended and it's finished. So then I just made me think about, okay, so what's happening with the walking dead TV show, you know, um, um, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln, he said that he wanted to leave the show. And then, and then what happened was he then came, came out and said, Hey, I'm going to be working on three. I think it's three standalone films. Possibly. I think that they, they, they're working on that at the moment. And I was just like, Whoa, this is like big news. So the comic book ends does this is this going to translate to the TV show? But then all of a sudden it was announced that there's going to be another spin-off in the work. So we've got Fear the Walking Dead. And what they're saying is that there's going to be another spin-off. So Deval, I'm just thinking, is this I mean, do you think this is good? Is this going to kind of take things in a obviously it'll take things in a new direction, but do we need another spin-off from The Walking Dead? Oh my gosh. I mean the short answer is probably not. Unless mm. they can make it better, like really better, it's just going to make it, it's just going to add more shit to the pile. I'm not saying it's shit, but Walking Dead went yeah. down, will start to go you know, a bit downhill. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, it's never really, you know, it's just been sort of stagnant. 
Um, yeah. it's, it's been okay, don't get me wrong, but it's never really, you know, jumped off like how The Walking Dead did. So unless whatever sure. they bring out next is going to really jump off, then it's just going to really, you know, it's going to cement the fact that they're not really, that they're a declining show. It's a, it's a declining show, you know. It's got to really, it's got to really jump out and, and grab people and take people off and propel the show higher, further, faster, to quote Captain Marvel. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, I'm, you know, my, my sentiments exactly. So, uh, folks, I mean, what do you think? Should there be another spin off? And if there is another spin off, are you going to go and watch it? So let us know. Uh, and Deval, uh, I remember this some time ago. We, on the Flicksters, we spoke about Chris Rock being involved in the Saw franchise. And our reaction was hang on a second, Chris Rock being part of the Saw franchise. And we were like, what, is it going to be like a comedy type of a take on the whole Saw thing? And we just thought it was like a weird combination. But now, Duvaldo, you have got some news for us on this development. Tell us, what, what is it? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, first of all, just picture this, guys. Yeah, Chris Rock, yeah, being involved in Saw. Those two things, for me, just don't add up. But it is what it is. Uh, who's to say he can't, you know, look, look at uh, Jordan Peele. He was a comedian. He was known for being a comedian. And look at, look what he done with, uh, with Get Out and us. So, yeah. you know, Chris Rock, let's see what happens. But yeah, so basically the news is that uh, the, 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 the Chris Rock Saw movie has now cast Samuel L. Jackson. OMG. Exactly. I'm not sure what kind of role he's going to be. Maybe he'll be the new Jigsaw, <laughs> you know. <Ooh. laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. But Ooh. but yeah, he's going to be in the film uh, in some capacity. And yeah, this is interesting to, I guess, see, uh, you know, how that really plays out. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson's got massive pull. He seems to, you know, work constantly in Hollywood or wherever, you know, just churning out movies left, right and centre. So uh, let's see who's, who's going to shout out this time. It'll be great to see Samuel L. Jackson in a horror horror movie, man. Yeah. It should be just so interesting just to see that happen. <laughs> uh, so really, really, really looking forward to that. Okay. And now let's speak about The Raid. The Raid is a movie that you and I are both fans of. I remember watching this movie oh, when it first came out. I was just like, what is this movie? It's like directed by like, you know, a Welsh guy yeah. set in Indonesia, like full on, no holes barred, martial arts, action flick. It was cracking movie, man. And it won plaudits around the world. But something about The Raid, uh, an actor in The Raid, what, what's going on with this, Deval? Yeah, so we, we did uh, break the news uh, a few weeks ago now that the uh, James Wan, actually, is going to be one of, the, one of the producers of the new Mortal Kombat movie. Mm -hmm. which is currently filming, I believe, in your neck of the woods, Australia. Yes, it is. And uh, it's set to star Joel Edgerton as Kano, I believe. Uh, but we also have news that uh, the actor, who goes by the name of uh, Joe Taslim, uh, who actually starred, like you said, in The Raid, uh, Raid uh, Redemption, which is part two. Also, The Night Comes for Us, uh, which is yes. a great movie on Netflix at the moment. Really, really hard yeah, hitting. Crazy action, yeah. blood everywhere, uh, and he's he's featured in a few other a few other films as well. But he is due to play Sub Zero, Zero. Oh my in gosh. the new Mortal Kombat film. I mean, it looks like they they're really plucking some good stars here. This is not going to be one of those sort of B, B movie, you know, sort of projects. This is looking to be a real, a real, you know, they're looking to really go at it. You know, because the first Mortal Kombat movie was it was it was decent. Then we had a, a I think a couple of others that were just subpar. 
no pun mm. intended. But uh, you know, this one is looking like it's going to be a good one. I'm not sure who else is going to be playing. You know, some of the pivotal roles like Raiden and you know Johnny Johnny Cage and you know yeah. all those yeah. people. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. You know, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, a star like him who's really good with the with the karate. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> hard-hitting karate. And also just to lend to the fact that this has now been confirmed that it's going to be R-rated and they will feature fatalities. Oh, wicked. So, That's what we want to yeah, see. exactly. Fatalities. People's spines getting ripped out, heads getting chopped off, all of that shit. So, Listen. Yeah. If, if you're going to do Mortal Kombat, that's the only way to do it. And all I, w- all I will just say is, I mean, they've got James Wan. I mean, this guy makes, has made big budget movies and he's behind like big, like, like, you know, Fast and the Furious, uh, Aquamans and your Conjurings. And so, so this guy knows exactly what he's doing. So this, hopefully this is going to turn out really, really good. Uh, okay. So speaking of um, big movies, now John Watts is the director of... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and um, tell us some Spidey news Deval because this is really interesting yeah so Spider-Man's been out for a couple of weeks now and it's doing really really well at the box office it's looking to uh, definitely get over a billion a billion dollars worldwide for sure uh, but we've spoken about you know the villains that have been in, in Spider-Man so far uh, you know in the, in the you know Tom Holland Spider-Man that is so we've had uh, the Vulture, we've had uh, um, well, villains that actually are in your face, but also not in your face. Because in, in the first Spider-Man film, we had the Shocker. Uh, we had the, uh, the Chameleon, who actually wasn't revealed as a Chameleon, but the person, the character is called Matt Gargan. And in the comics, that's the Chameleon. So he's a guy at the mm. end that goes in prison. And uh, one of those sort of post credit scenes is him speaking to the Vulture, asking him, Oh, so my friends say that you know who Peter, I mean, you know who, who, who Spider-Man is. And then, you yeah. know, Vulture says to him, well, if I knew who he was, he'd be dead. So that, that character is actually the chameleon in the comics. But another oh. big character uh, in the Spider-Man pantheon is Craven the Hunter. And it's been rumored that he was actually supposed to appear in Black Panther. Didn't happen. But mm. that was initially the... Uh, the idea, but it looks like John Watts, who's now successfully directed two Spider-Man movies, has said he would like to use Craven the Hunter in the next movie. And an interesting fact, actually, is, uh, you know, in Spider-Man Far From Home, you know, the yeah. uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. operative, the, what's his name? He was like a Russian, he had like a, he had like a Russian name. What was his name? Alexei or something or yes, something yeah. like that. Uh, it wasn't Alexei, but it was a Russian, one of those sort of stereotypical Russian names. But he was a yeah, guy yeah, yeah. who who drove them to yeah the, the on the minibus yeah like the big guy you know big kind of you know him sure so his yeah. name basically in the comics is is related to the character of Craven the Hunter. Oh yeah, so there's already a link there already. There's already a link. Talk about. Talk about Easter eggs. Exactly. Whoa. Okay. Exactly. And actually, just while we're on Spidey, I'm going to, uh, well, before I move on to the next thing, actually, but yeah, so Craven Hunter and also uh, the actor who played Colossus in the Deadpool movies. Yes. Uh, he goes by the name of Stefan Kapicic. He said oh. he wants to play Craven the Hunter. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as he's heard I mean, it, he's he's put his hat in the ring and said, "Yep, that that that's me. I want to I want to I want to be that character." So just uh, you know, for the casting directors, directors, producers, if they're umming and ahhing about you know who could play Craven the Hunter, he has well, said yes, he wants to do it. But so far, we've only well, heard his listen, voice; we've not seen his face. Exactly. So we don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's going to, I mean, if, if he's saying, hey, look, I'll do it. I mean, he's probably thinking, yeah, man, I could do this. I could pull off Craven the Hunter. Exactly. You know, he's got some, he must have some steel balls. Well, actually he does, doesn't he? Because he's Colossus. So um, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, by the way, Devout, just on this thing, right? Okay. Just on this Spider-Man, just really briefly. Apparently, apparently my sources in LA tell me that if Spider-Man Far From Home doesn't make doesn't bring back a billion worldwide that the rights will Sony will cease working with MCU on this. Is it? Come on. Uh, this is, yeah, I know. I just found it so strange. So I was kind of like, I was saying to my guys like out in LA, I was like, are you serious? Let me just go double check Wikipedia or something. And I went online and yeah, there's a couple of kind of like news reports and stuff saying that apparently if this film doesn't make a billion then Sony's going to take uh, back control and basically take it off into whatever direction that they want to do it. And then, but and then lose reckon, money because they're going to make shit films. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It just doesn't make sense. So it's just like, come on, man, Sony, just like put a sock in it really and just let MCU deal with the whole thing. But yeah, man. Okay, so that's Spidey news for you. Now on to Dark Phoenix news. Mm. Now this isn't looking very good, is it, Deval? It's not looking good. But before that, I was going to mention, actually, there was one more Easter egg in Spider-Man, Far From Home. What? That a lot of people didn't notice. I saw it three times. So I got to see... Oh, I... Is it about Fantastic Four? Yes. Yes. Have you, have you, have you, heard, have you heard what it is? You know what? I've heard about it. And then I was just like, oh, okay, shit. Am I going to go back to the cinema just to watch that little bit? But what <laughs> no. I did was, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> no, there's a, there's a, there's a picture. Someone freeze, uh, okay. uh, freeze framed okay. a picture, but go on, go on, go on, let's dish it out. Yeah, so Kids basically uh, towards the end of the film, uh, I think it's the first, I think it's the first sort of uh, mid credits bit or post-credits bit, yeah. when he's flying through sort of New York before he meets uh, MJ to take her on a date. He's flying through these buildings and all that, and he flies through this sort of uh, skyscraper, which I think used to be the uh, Avengers Tower, but he flies yeah, through Avengers, it. Yeah. And then in the corner somewhere, there's, a, there's like a, a notice that says one, two, three, and one, two, three, uh, they, they, each number has a circle around it. And there's no mm-hmm. four, but then after, after three, it says uh, something big is coming. So it says one, oh. two, three in the same format that the Fantastic Four would be. There's no four, but then it says something big is coming. So the, take, take, you know, that can be whatever you want it to be. I mean, you yeah. know, that's just like a nice, for me, that, that, that looks like a nice hint at something that they're planning, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, me too, me too. I, th- I think they're definitely planning. And I can't remember, I will find the guy's name. He- he's been working um, on a Doctor Doom movie. And apparently the director, well, the person who's kind of like working on this Director Doom, um, uh, Doctor Doom movie has been speaking with Kevin Feige. And you know what? This could be the in. I, and I've kind of said this before. I think the in to the Fantastic Four should be Doctor Doom. Bring on Doctor Doom bring him out there, make him like, you know, this badass villain. And then 
you then tease the Fantastic Four because they're the ones who are going to be able to like, deal with yeah, him yeah. and like, you know, break him down. I would love to see that. But yeah, that little Easter egg, I kind of saw it and I was like, yeah, and something big is coming. Yeah, yeah, big. yeah. Exactly. So, know, so, yeah. Sounds uh, good, yeah. man. Sounds and I'll good. I'll tell you something that isn't coming and it's not going to be big. The the box office <laughs> return for X-Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> so this is terrible. This is terrible. So X-Men Dark Phoenix has been, you know, it was delayed, delayed, delayed. It came out in June and basically the movie cost uh, $200 million uh, estimated, $200 million to produce the movie. So far worldwide box office, it has done only 250 million dollars worldwide that is like it sounds like a lot of money but it is not a lot of money for that such you know a project of that 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 stature and also with the money they've spent that's only 50 million dollars that they've cleared so far i'm sure by the end of it it'll be a a little bit more but i mean come on i mean you know spider-man far from home done that done 250 million dollars i think in about four or five days Shit. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Or, or something news, like that. Yeah. That's so at the moment, Spider-Man Far From Home is nearly a billion dollars. It's been out for two weeks. So yeah, I mean, this is this Dark Phoenix uh box office uh flop is worse than the Fantastic Four twenty fifteen. Oh yeah. Ratio the, wise, the, the ratio reboot. wise, it's made more money, but it's also cost more money. Whereas Fantastic Four cost less but also took less so ratio wise this has done worse it's crazy yeah. man. it's crazy and look and the way i see it is look yeah, fox they went out on they're supposed they should have gone out on a high because you know the deal was done and this was going to be the last kind of like fox produced movie yeah. you know M- M- mc you know marvel film and they they just basically it just fell flat on the face so listen man look like i think you mentioned it before it's done really bad now um disney have got it Marvel, Kevin's going to be working on this and I'm sure in the years to come, they are going to start teasing mutants and they're going to start teasing people. Oh man, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good little event. Um, and that's going to be the next big thing probably. Cause you, cause you know, mm. we had the whole for 10 years, for 10 years, we, you know, Marvel were teasing the Avengers yeah. and the, it led up to end game yeah, and everything. Yeah. So this could be that next big thing, yeah, yeah. you know, a whole kind of, mutant x-men thing you know mashup yeah who knows man it's gonna be big all right okay uh now talking about marvel marvel comic con now this is going to be happening and last year or a couple of years ago um i think uh marvel they kind of skipped comic con but this year yeah. they're coming back and they're coming back in full force and things are being teased out Deval. there's going to be some major announcements being made what do you reckon is going to be be announced yeah the word on the street is that they're gonna have. They've got their big sort of. Uh, I think it's C C Hill C Hall panel. Uh, so it's gonna be quite a big, mm. uh, you know, display for them. Big stand and all that. Uh, the big guns are gonna come out, and they're gonna. I I believe just announce what they are going to produce in the next few years, uh, and maybe beyond. Uh, so but what we know is so far that they're gonna be talking about uh, the next few films, which obviously is uh, Black Widow that's gonna be released. Uh, I think May twenty twenty. Uh, followed by Eternals in November 2020. And then the next few films, we've not got a fixed date on yet, but they are supposed to be uh, Doctor Strange 2, 
Shang, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Shang, 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 Shang Chi. That's the one. Uh, Black Panther two, and uh, uh, another one as well. <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. No, God, God. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy three. Black Panther three and Spider Man three. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the Black one. Panther 3 Black what Pan- happened to Black, Black Panther, Panther 2, 2. <laughs> I skipped <laughs> Black Panther 2 uh-uh. and then yeah. uh, Spider-Man 3 which we know is going to happen uh, but you know I mean according to the time frames that it's been out so far it should be the next two years really which should be 2021 but who knows the last right. one came out two years ago so who knows but yeah so that, that's what we think is going to be secured uh, and 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 spoken about at this uh, Comic Con, but there could be more. Could be you know there could be more news. Uh, whether they want to tell us yeah, right now, yeah. who knows? Maybe they've still got a few contracts to sign before they can really you know tell us. But either way, it's good to see. It will be good to see you know some definitive sort of timelines as to what to expect. Defo, defo, and like kind of the Russo brothers, they've been teasing things on on Instagram or Twitter or something and saying like big things are happening, kind of major things. And I wonder if Eternals, I reckon, you know, they might announce maybe something to do with the Eternals because that's going to be kind of like a big one. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, some casting, so, uh, casting get, news and stuff like that. Exactly. Some casting news, which, you know, we've, we've spoken about on the show before. So listen, we will keep you posted on that. Now on to some DC news. Deval, what is cooking over on uh, DC Corner? If you smell la, 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 what DC is cooking. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, DC, DC, have been, I don't know, DC have been a bit up and down. They haven't really, quiet. yeah, a little bit quiet, to be honest. I'm not sure if they're going to have their big panel uh, this year at uh, Comic-Con. But what I thought I'll do today is just talk about the, the projects that we know are coming up and uh, the dates as well. So next one we've got coming up is uh, The Joker, uh, which is October 2019 which is only you know, like three months away, really. And then we have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in February 2020, we have Birds of Prey and The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That is the official title. Uh, so when you go to the cinema, you can't just say Birds of Prey. You've got to say, and then Fantabulous the whole thing. Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, because there's only one. And in uh, summer uh, 2020, uh, June 2020, we've got Wonder Woman 84. Uh, and then... Uh, well, this one here could anything could change in this one, but June twenty twenty one, we got the Batman, which we, uh, which we now know will star uh, our Twilight star. What's his name again? Uh, yeah, our, our bats. Yes, Robert Pattinson, and then twenty twenty one August, we got the Suicide Squad. They like the in the DC, don't they? They love it, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Suicide Squad, now directed by James Gunn, uh, also going to feature Idris Elba in that one as well. Uh, and then we got 2022 May. We got DC Super Pets. Uh, this what? is an, an an animation uh, feature length movie, which is going to be basically the the pets of the superheroes. So going to have like uh, yeah, we're going to have Crypto, which is like Super Superman's oh, dog. Super we're going to have uh, another dog that belongs to I think Supergirl. No, no, Batman's going to have. A, I think he's got a dog as well. We've got an ape that I think belongs to someone supergirl or something like that uh but we've got all these basically all these animals all these pets that are super and they're going to have their own adventures and it's going to be crazy and it's going to be great uh so i hope so we Uh, hope and then our yeah exactly hope is the operative (laughs) word but being 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 an animation you know dc is quite good with with animation so hopefully that should be all right 
And then uh, we've got Aquaman 2, which is supposed to be December 2022. And do you reckon, do you reckon we're going to see Black Manta again? Because you know what, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they said, they said it was, yeah, we're, sp- we're supposed to be seeing Black Manta. And also James, not James, yeah, James Wan also mentioned about doing uh, like a horror spinoff mm. of the, uh, what's that, what's that? You know, when there was a scene when they went into that kind of rift place and it was all kind of dark in Aquaman. Oh. Uh, there's like a little, they went into this, like into the ground and all these like, you know, Creature. sea creatures yeah. were there. Come with the name of it, but yeah, they're gonna. He said there's gonna be a spin-off, so that's not even on the list. Wow! So that could be another one that DC brings out. But yeah, I think Black Manta will return for sure. Yeah, defo. Okay, well, that's kind of like you know, it's gonna keep DC fans kind of like busy over the next like few years, and it'd be interesting. And remember, you. I mean, I know you didn't mention it, but we know that there is kind of some working going on on this, the Flash movie. So yeah, um, that's not even mentioned there. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? And just kind of like the whole Wonder Woman that's been that is that should have come out. I think this year or last year, shouldn't it have or something? It's meant to originally come out uh, in November. Well, I think first it was meant to come out now, sort of summer. Then they got put to November. Then they realised no, let's do it summer because uh, you know summertime they released the last one. It was really successful. So. I think they just, they just want to, you know, try and replicate that. So yeah, summer 2020. Yeah, summer 2020. Okay, so yeah, we'll keep you posted on that one. Now on to kind of the small, small screen, ladies and gents. Now, George R. R. Martin, author of Game of Thrones, a massive kind of, you know, TV show that was on our screens, which ended like, you know, a few months back. We did a whole kind of Game of Thrones special. Now, George R. R. Martin is back in the news again. Why, Deval, tell us what is cooking yeah, so George R. R. Martin uh, has revealed that uh, there will be some familiar characters in the Blood Moon sequel. Uh, sorry, prequel. When I say Blood Moon, it's not going to be called Blood Moon. That's just the working title. Yeah. But this is going to be the prequel to Game of Thrones, which is like in the sort of Age of Heroes uh, sort of timeline of the whole uh, George, R. George R. R. Martin sort of, you know, story and world. So uh, this is about, I, mean, I think, 5,000 years before the events of A Song of Ice and Fire, Cr- Game of Thrones. Crazy. yeah. Yeah, so, so far we know Naomi Watts has been cast as a sort of, you know, socialite with a dark secret. And there's also some other notable actors that have been cast for the prequel as well. But he also did say that in this uh, prequel, we will be meeting some Starks mm. and we also will be meeting some early, uh, well, Lannisters, I guess oh, you could okay. say. The first yeah, Lannisters. But they, they, well, that's the thing. They, they, they kind of are, they kind of aren't because back in the day, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the Lannisters sort of household or castle is called Casterly Rock. Yeah. And Casterly Rock belonged to the Casterlies. They're the ones that were that had, you know, dominion over that land years ago. Right. And uh, Casterlies were like really you know, massive powerhouses and really respected and rich and all of that. But the Casterlies were not the smartest. Uh. And uh, so a person called Lan, who derives, who, who the Lannisters derive from the lands. Right. The person called Lan was able to, uh, you know, sneakily backstab uh, and kill him and whatnot yeah he no 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 he he won okay uh casterly rock from the casterlies uh whether it was in some sort of game a bit like how lando calvisian 
you know, with that the, whole sort of Mal- game that he played and yeah, won the, the Millennium, Millennium Was it him that won the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So something similar to that happened back in the day. Land, because after that happened, they called him Land the Clever because he was able to win such a massive thing from the, from the, the Casterlies, who were obviously the, the, the big players of the time. So that's where Lannisters came from, from Lan. Whoa. The Lannister and, yeah, Car- uh, Casterlies, I don't know. I don't know how they, they got the name. But yeah, so the, Lann- the Lannisters came from the lands. So they, this, this may actually show when that happened. Who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we're going to see some, uh, some early Lannisters. That'll be interesting. Check this out. And Check they never, you out. They always pay their debts. <laughs> yeah. Check you out, Mr. Wiki Thrones. What the hell? <laughs> Jesus. It's all Game of Thrones, exactly. man. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, can't wait for this. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, it's Blood Moon. We don't know if that's what it's going to be called, yeah. but that's just a working title for now. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Okay. Now, let's speak about The Rock. Let's speak about Netflix and let's speak about uh, Wonder Woman. What have we got when we mix those lot together? Mm, you got Deadpool, you got you got Black uh, Black Adam, and you got Wonder Woman. You got a whole bunch of arse whooping. <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah, so Netflix uh, is going to be uh, helping to produce a movie called Red Notice. Uh, this is something that The Rock has been involved in. I think it's also producing as well, as well as starring. The film will also star Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gal Gadot. Uh, and the movie is like an international sort of heist action movie. Uh, so, you know, make of that as you will. It's meant to be really good. Uh, but yes, this movie is hopefully going to be premiered on Netflix uh, in the next year, year and a half, I believe. So Netflix is like, you know, I think there was some news that Netflix is going to be reducing their investment because some movies weren't really doing well. Sure. But, you know, it doesn't mean they're still not going to produce movies. So this is going to be one that hopefully should be a good one. And I reckon this will pull in a lot of viewers, man. I mean, I think... From, oh yes, for from sure. From what I've just seen just recently, like you know that murder mystery movie, uh, Stranger Things, is mm. like one of the biggest shows on, um, like on Netflix. So you know what the viewership's there. However, interestingly, though, there's two shows which will be leaving Netflix later on this year or next year, which were the highest, uh, which had the highest viewership. Those were The Office, the American one, oh. and Friends. Those two shows are going to be leaving. Oh. And they're saying that this is kind of like going to be, this is big news because they're leaving uh, because NBC are going to be doing their own streaming service and they want the office back and friends is going, yeah. yeah, Friends is going off to somewhere else as well. So it's really interesting how, you know, they're going to try and ramp up and bring in new people and, uh, you know, bring in those subs. Right. Okay. So uh, Jessica Chastain, we've spoken about her before on the show. She was in Dark Phoenix. And, you know, we reviewed that just a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes ago. So um, have a listen to that if you haven't seen the movie, ladies and gentlemen. But Jessica Chastain's in the in our movie news. Why, Deval? What's she working on and who is she working with? Yeah, so Jessica Chastain, uh, she's heavily involved in uh, a new spy movie, actually, called Free Five Five. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, going to begin shooting with... Uh, uh, co-collaborator or previous collaborator I should say uh, Simon Kimberg who directed Dark Phoenix uh, let's say no more about that and he's now going to be directing this so yeah I don't know I don't know but this by movie is meant to be really good uh, it's going to it's going to have uh, stars such as Lupita Nyong'o oh, yeah. involved as well so uh, the film is basically about 
back in the day, I'm not sure what time, but the time period is. I think it was, uh, was it after World War Two? Don't quote me on that. But back in the day, uh, the code for a female spy was like three five five, and that was like a sort of code for like a you know a top female uh, spy, like a yeah, like a like a like a really good one, basically. Yeah, uh, like a Black Widow type situation, you know. So this is this film's going to be obviously like an espionage spy movie. Uh, there's going to be some some strong female characters uh, and actresses in the in the film. So yeah, I mean, let's see what happens. I'm not really that motivated by the fact Simon Kinberg's making it, yeah. but the Peter Nyong'o's in it. So let's see. Exactly. She, she was a spy type, you know, person in Black Panther. Uh, so <laughs> they say she can carry that on exactly yeah no 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 yeah we'll kind of like keep our eyes peeled on that one um, there's just a couple of pieces of news that I want to quickly mention on before we close out uh, movie news folks Sam Raimi uh, director of Spider-Man 1 and 2 and 3 but before this director of Evil Dead 1, 2 and 3 so kind of started off his career making like you know horror movies you know he directed this other kind of low budget uh, low budget horror movie Drag Me to Hell which I really liked and apparently Sam Raimi has come confirmed that he wants to direct another Evil Dead movie. And yeah, this is interesting because we haven't, or I mean, I haven't heard it much from Sam Raimi. Maybe he's done other things. Uh, maybe he's been producing a couple of other things. I did watch the uh, Evil Dead TV show, which uh, the, I found the second season better than the first season. And if you haven't seen that, go and watch it devout. It's really funny. Um, so you've got like Bruce Campbell, he's back and you've got these new characters and this new kind of like evil, which is out in the world. And they've got a basically, uh, um, Bruce Campbell, Ash, he's got to try and stop this evil from spreading. So it's quite funny. It's, it's really good. But yeah, man, another evil dead movie. It'd be interesting just to see kind of what Sam Raimi does with this and how we can kind of make this relevant in, you know, today's, um, you know, climate, whether or not this will be a big hit, may, make it funny, make it uh, kind of more gory, who knows? But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so um, so there's that piece of news. And also, finally, I just want to quickly mention, you know, were you a fan of Sherlock Holmes, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law? Yeah, I think it was good. I wasn't a massive fan of it, but yeah, it was all right. Yeah, so they've been kind of teasing this and I, I kind of like heard, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. say, you know, he definitely wants to make a third one. He wants to kind of like, you know, complete this kind of trilogy. And I always kind of imagined this being like, you know, another Guy Ritchie movie because the first two did really, really well. I mean, at the box office, they were kind of like, you know, big hits compared to the kind of budget that they had. And it looks like there is going to be a part three being made. But the the the, the big news here is that director Dexter Fletcher could be the one to direct this third this third part which I think is quite interesting because you know this guy he's moving he delivered a hit with Rocket Man you know he was behind uh Queen uh, uh the the Bohemian Rhapsody movie you know he's done other things as well so his kind of stock is rising and then if he gets this kind of big budget movie which is Sherlock Holmes which is going to be kind of like the final in this kind of trilogy I think is quite a big win for Dexter Fletcher. And it just makes me think, why isn't Guy Ritchie be involved, uh, you know, after having delivered, which, which I think is kind of like a big hit in Aladdin. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's busy with, with other stuff. Sure. Maybe it's a clash of schedules. Yeah, there's definitely that. And you know what? Dexter Fletcher seems to be the kind of like the go-to person right now. So folks, any more news on that, we will definitely let you know. So now Deval, let's, 
Let's speak about box office. And in at number five, what do we have? Yep. Uh, number five, we have Midsummer, which uh, you sort of briefly spoke about uh, at the top of the show. Uh, and great film, guys. Go watch it. Really, really. Uh, yeah, it's just the, the less I say about it, the better. But do watch it. It's a long film, but really stick in there. It's worth it. Uh, number four, we have uh, Event Cinema. Ooh, Westlife. Ooh, okay, so like a tour. <laughs> okay, that's the... <laughs> what? Yep, okay, Shit. Westlife. There you go. Okay. Uh, and number three, we have Yesterday, which you spoke about again. Yep. Uh, which is actually, I ain't seen, but I heard it's a really good film. Yep. Uh, Beatles and all that. Uh, number two, Toy Story 4. Wow, five million pounds it done this week. It's, this film has been out for weeks. Crazy. And in one, in one, one week, it does five million. That's really good. Uh, once the school holidays hit, that's going to do even even better, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, new entry we have, well, newish entry, but yeah, it's at the top of the box office, and it is Spider Man: Far From Home. Wow, man, fourteen point one million—that is a lot. And we spoke about that last yep. week, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, if you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. Um, if you want to, you know, listen to us babble on about it, please download episode number fifty. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. Okay, so out this week on Blu-ray, Deval. So yeah, this is interesting. So we've got Captain Marvel and Deval is, is you know, the turnaround with films in cinema and their kind of their release on Blu-ray. Is this happening a lot quicker than, uh, to me, it seems like it, it is happening a lot quicker than what it used to be. Yeah, I think that because they know, uh, obviously the, the digital age that we live in now, lots of people can sometimes get movies from, uh, you know, questionable sources uh, and not pay for them. Sure. Uh, so I think once the cinema has done its best in the, sorry, once the film has done its best in the cinema, uh, as soon as they can after that, you know, respectively, uh, they then uh, release it first on digital and then on uh, obviously Blu-ray and so on. But just to maximize on, uh, on, the, on, the in, on the income, the revenue as soon as possible rather than wait and people find the films in other ways. So I think, yeah, it is. Because usually back in the day, It'll be at least six months yeah. uh, before a movie comes out. Uh, Captain Marvel was released on the eighth of eighth uh, of March two thousand nineteen, and it's uh, it's now uh, sort of mid uh, mid July, so that's four months later, wow. and you can now cop it. You know, so yeah, quick quick turnaround. And again, mm. folks, if you haven't seen the movie, listen to our podcast. Um, I can't remember what what episode it was but yeah we review it and yeah we liked it we you know it wasn't our we wouldn't like say kind of like you know it's up there with the best of the the marvel movies but it's definitely kind of like a fun introduction to the character but we're probably we're not probably we are going to kind of like see excuse me we are going to see more of of carol danvers but it was this is kind of you know uh, origin story for her so yeah go check it out uh, also out now the prodigy now devout is this this is the movie that you saw about the kid, the creepy ass kid. Is this yeah. the, yeah, this is that one, right? Okay. Yeah. I never, yeah. I didn't get a chance to see this. Um, and I know you saw it and what, can you remember what you said about it? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was a different film. It basically, it, 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 sort of uh, the adverts and the trailers kind of sold it as a sort of a possession type movie, which uh, in a way it was, and in another way it wasn't. So it had a different spin on it, but I liked the film. It was a little bit different. The ending for me was really, really good. And uh, yeah, I liked it. It starred uh, the, the the lead actress who is in Amer uh, Orange is the New Black. So it starred her. 
and uh, yeah, I, I would recommend watching this film. Yeah, you've mentioned. Yeah, you definitely so, kind of like mentioned it before, and um, yeah, the ending was special. Was for me, the ending made it as a good film. Otherwise, it would have been a really dry, flat film. But the ending for me was worth it. Okay, so yeah, so that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out uh, if you like your horror and creepy kid stories. Um, it's going to be right up your alley. Okay, and this next one, Devout Sh- uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, I I saw it, and you know what? It's a cracking piece of of drama like it's only like about four it's only about four or five episodes and each episode is gripping and the way they go into detail man the stuff that went on and the disaster the chernobyl disaster i remember this disaster devout but i knew nothing about it so obviously we all heard about chernobyl what happened but when you watch this documentary slash like dramatization of the whole kind of you know what happened it's mad isn't it it is absolutely brilliant yeah it is. And, and, and you're right the the drama and and the quality is really good but also the facts you know the the, the drama you know sometimes uh when when film or tv shows try and you know reenact something they put a lot of drama in it and stuff like that which this one does but it's very factually accurate and that's that's what that's what sort of Garned a lot of respect from all the you know critics and reviews and and me you know I liked it it was yeah. really factually accurate and it was for me one of the best shows I've watched in a long time yeah so if I, if I if you guys if you can go and watch it if you can go and get it go get it go Definitely. get it watch it yeah just 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 so watch five episodes is not a lot of time to invest it's really good yeah you will not be disappointed if you don't like it let me know and uh I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> i'll say something i don't know yeah, yeah yeah say something funny hey listen there's a um just quickly on the chernobyl there is a movie there's a horror movie and someone uh recommended it to me and it's basically set in the chernobyl um like you know you can take tours apparently you you can you could i'm not sure if you can now but you could take you can actually take tours which kind of like go near the the chernobyl uh, area and the, the the kind of the zone and there's a horror movie where uh you know this tour you know th- these 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 kids they go on this tour and they get taken to the chernobyl kind of like site and shit goes tits up i really want to watch it and it sounds like as if it's like a sister piece to to chernobyl so you got the whole yeah. thing that really <laughs> happened and then you've got this kind of like horror inflected thing about you know the the, the horror of what it went on in chernobyl and people being killed off you know uh you know by some crazy madman. So if I find the name of that, I will definitely let you know what it is. Okay, so that's Chernobyl. Now, I think it's what, called the uh, the, the Chernobyl Diaries. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the Chernobyl Diaries. I think. Yeah, I just kind of like it. Just kind of came to me, and I thought, yeah, you know what? I definitely want to watch that now. Uh, so yeah, it could be kind of like a companion piece to Chernobyl, right? So Devaldo, so new on streaming and trailers. Now we've got two trailers for you. And yes, I was going to be, I was, I was going to mention this and you beat me to it. You wrote this down on our, oh, on our okay. little, yeah. So this is another life and yeah, Deval, man, this is interesting. This, uh, this trailer, it's, uh, going to be a new mini series coming or a new TV show coming out on Netflix. It's launching on the 25th of July and yeah, I didn't know what to make of it. So it was kind of like reminding me of Arrival. Yeah. It, it reminded me of Annihilation. It reminded me of, um, it had kind of like a bit of, 
Interstellar as well. I kind of like thought like kind of like a bit about that going into the unknown type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looks interesting. This, uh, this, this, this kind of TV show. What did you make of it? Yeah, I, I love space. Anything to do with space. And if they, if they can make it intriguing and, you know, bring in some maybe, I don't know, intelligent life or even some not so intelligent life. Either way, I like space. And this looks yeah. like, you know, something, I think, I think an alien ship has landed on Earth a bit like how Interstellar, not Interstellar, uh, arrival did and yeah. they want to find out more and they go out and explore and I think yeah somehow shit's going to hit the fan but for me the way it's set up it looks quite uh, it looks quite you know, it looks good Look, the quality looks good and it, sense, it, it seems to have a sense of uh, intrigue which I like so yeah I'm going to I'm going to check this out for sure I'm yeah. definitely going to watch this uh, and see how it see how it turns out yeah and just kind of on that the lead i didn't realize she is in the flash i can't remember which character she plays but she plays a she's got like a british accent a weird british accent do you remember and she's able to control metal particles do you remember that, that? yes yeah 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 i just like I, I didn't know if she really was british but no is she british i, I don't know i'm not sure if she is i think she, she can just do a good british accent i think she's actually okay. american Right. Okay. But no, the, the thing is, I think the, the British accent is quite wobbly. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> K- Katie Sackoff. That's her name, That's isn't it? it? Katie Sackoff. Yes. All right. So go check that one out, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Another Life. If you like a sci-fi action uh, slash action uh, TV shows. The next one now, Devout, again, you beat me to it. You know what? You kind of, like, you're oh. a mind reader, seriously. So <laughs> yeah, this is coming out on Netflix the 19th of July. And this is season three of Money Heist or in Spanish, La Casa del Papel, which yes. is a, um, a, a, a Spanish language, uh, uh, you know, TV show about a group of misfit uh, thieves, what, you know, whatever you want to call them, they get together and they decide to knock off the the Royal Mint in, in Spain, like in the capital city in Madrid. So seasons one and season two is about how they plan the, the robbery, you know, how they pull it off and the shit that goes down in the Royal Mint. And it's kind of these, all these little interwoven little stories. And then it ended I'm not going to obviously tell you how it all ended, but it ends with um, success. Let's let's put it that way. And season three is I've seen the trailer for this, and so season three is like right, okay, this is the aftermath of 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 that whole kind of robbery. So yeah, man, it was fast paced, it was frenetic, it was like okay, the usual you know the gangs back again, and there's kind of like maybe do you reckon Deval? Would you say they've got like a bit more budget in this? Would you say? I think so. Yeah, because the first. Uh, sort of couple of seasons were quite successful. It was one of the highest uh, viewed non-English shows on Netflix. Mm. So that, that says everything. I'm sure most people that were of English uh, tongue put on the English audio, <laughs> yeah. but still, yeah, it's, still, it, is, it was good. Yeah, and, and and you know what? I've got to say, you you're the one who recommended it. You you said to me like, like oh, yes. a year ago. Yeah, you said a year ago. You go look, watch this. So we put it on Netflix and you know what? Yeah, man, it was good. So yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. And this is coming out when again, Deval? Uh, this is the 19th of uh, July, same day that The Lion King comes out. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so now we so, know what we can watch at cinema yes. and on TV. Yes, exactly. All should right, be good. Okay. Yeah, it should be good. Right. Okay, folks, let's now let's move on to Anniversary Corner. And yes. we have got a a really 
good bunch of movies that we want to quickly speak about over here. So the first one is from 10 years ago. And Deval, I've got to say, I still have not seen this. This is Joan of Arc and this stars our friend Miller uh, Jovovich. Yes, it does. And there's a bit of a theme going on for today's, uh, or some of today's uh, anniversary corners. I'll see if you can notice it. But yeah, so mm. this one, 1990, sorry, 2009, stars our friend who became very famous back in sort of uh, the mid, sort of late 90s and then then kicked off with uh, the Resident Evil franchise. And in this in this film, she stars the very famous uh, young, uh, I guess, force of nature, uh, Joan of Arc. And yeah, yeah it's, it also stars John Malkovich. Uh, and yeah, there's quite a, I think quite a big French cast in this film, actually. But yeah, uh, this is a massive uh, sort of lead role for her. And she, I think she nails it quite well, actually. It's, it's directed by Luc Besson. So, Luc I mean, Besson. Luc Besson. Yes. So, Fifth oui. Element. We, 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 monsieur. Fifth Element. Cinq, <laughs> cinq, cinq Elements. Monsieur, cinq, cinq Elements. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? Your French is actually better than your English. <laughs> well, so, you know, je m'appelle Duval, you know, so, uh, you know, je pite Londres. Londres, je suis, oh uh, uh, you know, trente, no France. <laughs> wow, uh, monsieur. Shit. You know? <laughs> Listen, man, did you you study French, right? Uh, did French you go out my, to France? French is my uh, my mother tongue. How you say? <laughs> okay, but no, no. Mother I said tongue. you studied it. I didn't mean that. Like you know, you were half French or something. Uh, of course, monsieur. Uh, you know, maybe maybe um, France. I haven't, I haven't seen this movie, Deval, so, I mean... It's, it's, sh- 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 I, I, so it's, sh- move on. Okay. <laughs> it's a good film, Let's guys. Go see it. Yeah. And also, <laughs> it's called The Messenger, by the way. Yes, yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got another t- title, hasn't it? But I think Joan of Arc was like one of those sort of revolutionaries that uh, tried to sort of fight off oppressors in France. And a lot of people uh, in history have sort of looked at her as a sort of really strong character, especially a, f- a female character in the time that females, you know, were looked down upon and weren't seen as equal. So, yeah, that's a really, really uh, good role. Yes, it is. It is definitely. Okay, now, next movie, District 13. Now, District, yes. Oh, God, this movie, man. This movie is, is, is great, man. It's great. And you know what? What, um... Hang on a second, District 13? No, no, I'm thinking about District 9. Sorry. Are you thinking of District 9? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. All right. Okay. Have I, I've missed something, right? Is District 9. Tell me District 9. What's District 9? No, District 13. That's what we're talking about. Sorry, District 13. Shit, I'm getting confused <laughs> with numbers. That's all right. It's all districts. It's all districts. Exactly. So District 13, 15 years ago. All right, go. Yeah, so District 13 is a... Uh, a film about a a district, basically. <laughs> no, it's about a district, basically. That's uh, like crime ridden, and yeah, like there's cr- there's a lot of crime that happens there, and people. It's it's a bit like how uh, you get like favelas and stuff like that, you know. Sure. And in this, uh, I guess, in this area, it's there's a lot of crime uh, sort of gangs and go, they sort of go against the police uh they they have their own sort of way of also evading the police which i think uh oh what was it a uh, a french person parkour 
Yeah, it's like it's like you, you run on rooftops and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the guy in the movie, he he's the one who who created parkour. Oh, is that right? Yeah, David David Bell. Oh, okay. David, yes, yes, David, yes, 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 yes. David yes. Bell. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So that, that that's. Uh, I think that. Yeah. So in the movie, there's a lot of that happening. A lot of uh, sort of fighting. There's a lot of uh, jumping on rooftops, uh, getting away from the police. Uh, it's basically looking at people that feel like they've been uh, segregated and sort of marginalised, and they're fighting against the sort of uh, the sort of powers and and there's a lot of conflict and yeah stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's a good film. It's a French. Uh, was it a French film or was it a film of yeah. French actors? That is, it's a French film and written and produced by none other than. Oh, who is it? Luc Besson. Oh, what a surprise. I wonder why that is. What a surprise. I wonder why. I wonder why that is. Why could that, why could that be something that we're looking at today? I wonder. Exactly. So yeah, folks, check that out. If you're fans of free running, parkour, uh, it sounds really interesting, which I am. And I'd actually would like to watch this movie. And it's another District movie. So District 9 I had good memories of and fond memories of. And District 13 sounds like as if it's going to be just as good. That was 15 years ago. Now, I included this next movie, Deval, because I thought, hey, you know what? What the hell? It's been 20 years since this movie came out. And I remember watching this movie in cinema. I also remember watch, getting this movie on DVD because it's one of those movies which you think... You know what? It probably wouldn't ever get made right now because of the whole, I don't know, like the way that in these movies, like women are objectified and there's kind of like scenes in there, which would be like mm, quite cringeworthy if you yeah. probably like saw it right now. But I'm talking about American Pie, which 20 years ago, right, 20 years ago came out. And yeah, man, it was just crazy. It was about guys trying to get laid, you know, speaking about sexuality and you know, a group of friends who were just basically geeks, really nerds, who were just trying to hook up with someone. And obviously loads of sex references, loads of kind of crass humour. It introduced us to uh, MILF, the term yes. MILF, 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 right? Which is mad. Uh, Stifler's mom, like, you know, that whole thing and Stifler. And I just thought, yeah, man, this is like, you know, one of those movies which spawned uh, two sequels. So there was American Pie 2, American Pie 3, The Wedding, and there was kind of like a spin-off in there as well. Oh, and I think there was like an American Pie The Reunion. So maybe like this, all in all, there's like about four movies. So uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Gross out comedy, some funny bits in there. And um, it involves a character doing something with a pie. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I wonder what that could be. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Now let's move on to something a bit more highbrow. Again, keeping it with the French theme, Duval, Monsieur Duval. Yes, we. Oui. This next film from 1994, we've referenced quite a few times, actually. I, I wasn't sure if we referenced it. I, I took the chance and put it in there because obviously... We're going all Luke Besson today. <laughs> yes, or and this movie we've yeah we've spoken about this movie before, and it's Leon, Leon the Professional. Yes, some movies are so um, good you got to speak about them twice, and this film I think is one of those. This yeah. is a film that needs to be seen if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, like me years ago, and you need and you need a refresher, now is that time. Yes, twenty five years ago, Gary Oldman, 
uh, Jean Renault and a young, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Natalie um, Portman, who was, I think, about Portman. 11 or 12 years old when she made it. Great film, great film. It made me, you know, made me want to drink my milk more often. I think from that <laughs> film, a lot of people's uh, calcium intakes increased. But a really, really good film about a, uh, was it, what was he, a hitman? Yeah, he's kind of had... like this. Yeah, go on. Yeah, he's a hitman. I think he uh, sort of somehow came across Natalie Portman's character, who was a child, and they kind of formed a bond, a bit like the Hound and Arya Stark type situation. And, uh, you know, Gary Oldman is hunting for them and will do anything to, to get them. So, yeah, I can't remember the full details of it, but I know it was a good film. And I think I need to see it again, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of like one of those cult classic movies and it, yeah. it brought the world, to, like, you know, the attention of the world to, to Natalie Portman as she went off to do kind of like, you know, bigger and better things. But yeah, man, great film, great characters, Gary Oldman, brilliant villain. And yeah, man, it's just kind of like a little kid like you said about this whole kind of relationship with a hitman and how that plays out and what happens at the end of the, you know, the movie is really, really good. Go check it out. And it's connected to a film that we're going to speak about later on. Okay. So now this next movie from 30 years ago, 1989 and Deval, I remember, remember, remember this movie so much, right? No, you remember it. Yeah. I, 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 I as in, I remember this movie coming out and I, you know what? I have, to this day, I've still not seen it, but I remember everyone at school, everyone at school was talking about this movie because it starred none other than, uh, he was, he was basically one of my favorites back in the day, man, from WWF wrestling. This, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan, Yep, Hulk Hogan in, um, in a movie called No Holes Barred. And that poster devout where it's got Hulk Hogan teeing up uh, against, is it Tiny? I've forgotten his name. Is it Tiny something? Oh, his real name in real life. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. In, in, the, in the film, is it Zeus or his real Zeus, name is Zeus? Zeus. Oh, in, in the film, I think his name is, oh, I'm getting mixed up now. But yeah, let me find out. But he's a guy, yeah. with, he's, he, he's a guy that, like, that's like a go-to Big guy, isn't it? Big time, big yeah. time. And it's kind of like pitting. And he was a wrestler as well, wasn't he, Zeus? I wouldn't be surprised, no? you know. I would not be surprised. He was, wasn't he also in Friday, I think, or something like that? So this is kind of like, it's an action film produced by uh, some guy called Michael Ratchmill, directed by Thomas Wright, starring Hulk Hogan, produced by Vince McMahon. Yes. And also, uh, I think G Mean Gene Oakland was in the film as well. Oh, Gosh, mean Gene Oakland. Um, so Hulk Hogan is playing basically Hulk Hogan, but he's got a different name and this is called Rip Thomas, is the Gosh. World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. And yeah, man, so it's kind of like, if you love your wrestling, if you love your Hulk Hogan, if you love it when it comes crashing down, then definitely go out and watch this movie. <laughs> and it hurts inside. <laughs> 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 Do you remember him in um he was in another movie where he played kind of like an alien or something, didn't he? Is it? I don't know. He comes down Is he, it? He, I can't I can't remember that one. I remember that one. Um I don't remember. I don't remember. I do, he was in Rocky 3. Do you remember that one? No. Okay. Um <laughs> 
Well, listen, look, folks, it stars Hulk Hogan. Go out and watch it. <laughs> no hold barred. So yeah, no old barred. school film, proper eighties, proper eighties or late eighties, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's our anniversary corner uh, films this week. And as you may have noticed, uh, we had a few films in there that uh, were involved, well, were directed, written, or produced by Luc Besson. And the reason for that is because our film review today is a film called Anna that was released literally uh, about a week ago from when you're listening to this. And that's the film we're going to review now. Brilliant. Okay, so Devaldo, I've seen the trailer. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, yes, okay, this looks pretty, pretty good. It's things that I've already seen before, kind of like, okay, it reminded me of, I looked back and I thought, okay, like an older version of Hannah. Do you remember, you know, the other movie, Uh, Atomic Blonde? So when I saw this, I thought, but you know what, it's, it's got, it's got kind of like, you know, a bit of sexiness to it and, you know, it's got this kind of edge to it, which I was really interested in. Unfortunately, it hasn't been released here yet in Australia. So I'm totally kind of relying on you to, to tell me about this movie and to tell our audience about this. So go ahead, Deval, take it away. Okay. I'm going to say this year. I saw the trailer once Mm. and I didn't really have much of an expectation to see it. When I saw this film. It was part of a cinema marathon. I saw this film. I saw Annabelle Creations and I saw Spider-Man all in the same day. Whoa. Uh, and I only paid for one film. <laughs> that, but what, what a selection I of movies. I snuck into the others. <laughs> I know, I shouldn't say it on ear, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, who cares? No one's listening. Uh, um, but yeah, so... Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Okay. So I saw the film, I saw the trailer once. I thought, okay, this looks all right. Let me go and watch it. Hmm. Let me just say to you this year, this film was heavy. Oh. Yeah. This film was heavy. This film, the trailer does nothing for this film. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. This film was like, it's better than the films you mentioned. It's not in the same league as as uh, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde is good. I saw that film as well recently. It's a, it's a good film, don't get me wrong. This film is much better. Yeah, the, the, oh, the lead wicked. actress, uh, Sasha Luce, a uh, Russian uh, sort of model, she actually was in Luc Besson's other film, uh, uh, the one with the special effects, uh, Something in a Thousand, oh, a thousand Worlds, yes. Valerian, yeah, and the City that. of a Thousand, a thousand yes. Worlds, or something like that. But apart from that, she's only done a couple of other sort of minor roles. This is her first lead. Yeah. For me, she needs some sort of award for this. She does an excellent mm. job for her first lead role. This kind of reminds me of Haywire when, uh, when Gina Carano, was that her name? Yeah. Gina Carano done, yeah. made her first sort of ma- major lead in, in Haywire. Uh, this for me, oh my gosh, this film is so good. Helen Mirren, Luke Evans is in the film as well. Killian Murphy mm. is in the film as well. And some other good act- wow, actors good and actresses, good cast. But, oh man, when I say it's not, this also reminded me of a, of a Tarantino film. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll say it again. This also reminded me of a Tarantino film. This film is not told to you from start to finish. That's what I'm going to okay. say. Okay. Yeah. This, this film reminded me of a Tarantino film with uh, a bit of a diet on the dialogue. Sometimes Tarantino films, they talk too much, but, this film here, sure. they didn't talk too much. This film was so, when the action happens, you don't even realize you're in the action. Yeah. 
when the first bit of action happened, I was like, what? <laughs> and then they take you back and they, this film is going from here, there, it's done so well. I don't want to overhype it. I don't want to uh, sort okay. of underhype it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, this film is about a, uh, as you can see from the tin, I guess, you know, a sort of spy type film. Uh, and she's, you know, she's hired by the government to obviously do spy things, <laughs> which isn't just, yeah. isn't just opening people's mail. You know, she's, uh, you know, she's doing stuff, you know, killing people and all sorts. And uh, obviously she's a, she's a, she's a model, so she can get into certain places and she can, when it comes to men anyway, she can lure men and stuff like that. But that's not, don't think of her as a, as a, as a model and she just gets into bed with people and kills them. No, she does yeah. a whole lot more than that. A whole lot more than that. I'm going to spoil only one scene. Uh, there's one Do scene it. where uh, she's given a she's given a, a like a challenge or like a mission. Uh, the mission is to go and kill someone. That's it. Your mission is to go and kill this mm -hmm. one person. Do it. Come back. So they give her a weapon to use to kill this person. She goes. She finds the person. She tries to use the weapon. Weapon doesn't work. Her cover's blown. She's in a room with about 20 people that are now looking to she kill her. Did. She has no weapon. Let me just say, she's the only person that walks out. I don't know how she does it, but it, it works wow. so well. She's like Black Widow. This is like a Black Widow. This is what Black Widow should be like, but it won't be because Black Widow is not going to be R-rated. This film here, yeah. she deals with some people. Uh, she doesn't mess around and it's done so well. The, Luc Besson, to write and direct this, this for me is one of his best films. Oh, really? This film okay, is really good. And the way it's presented in, in a non-linear fashion just makes it 10 times better because you never know what to expect. You, can, you can't sit there sure. and say to me, you know what's going to happen next. Right into the end, I didn't know what was going to happen. I've not sat in a cinema and had that experience for years. I had no clue what was going to happen next. That is, I love Seriously, that I had no clue. I had no clue what was going to happen. None of it. Even from the start, I thought, okay, this is going to be A, B, and C. No. They show you A, then they give you H. Then they take Whoa. you to S. Then they take you to, to B. Then they take you to D. Then they take... It's like, what? But it all makes sense. It all makes sense. This film, for me, it has a simple name, but it's a very, 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 very well-made, complicated uh, spy drama that is made in a non-linear fashion that is really, really easy to follow, actually, even though it's all over the place, it's easy to follow. Sure. You, will, you won't have any mad question marks. You will appreciate the filmmaking here. And she, for me, that's her first lead role. Come on, mate. Nah. That's wicked. She does, she does wicked. I don't know. Yeah. Whoever gave her the acting classes, whatever she done, she's, she's, she's done a really good job. Like, really good job. I'm sold. I'm sold. Go watch I, it, I mean, man. I'd Go watch it. This is I want to watch it. Really good film. Because remember, yeah, because remember, we, we kind of spoke about the trailer and when I saw it, I mean, I love that. The, I love that action genre, the spy kind of genre yeah. and the way that, you know, all this kind of, you know, adds up and everything. And Luc Besson, obviously, you know, from Lucy to La Femme Nikita from Leon, you know, he's got, you know, I, you know, mm. I like the, the films that he makes. There's one thing though. Um, one thing that I just realised when I was reading up on this Deval is uh, there was some controversy behind this, behind the scenes for this. Now, Luc Besson was kind of um, accused of sexual, 
kind of like sexual assault on someone and i'm not sure if that's played a part in the film receiving no publicity in the uk i mean does that does that kind of like ring true to you or you know is that something that you've heard no i haven't heard anything of this well so he he he, uh supposedly sexually abused someone on the, on the film set or or something not on the film set but i think like behind the scenes oh, he's been involved oh, in no, I've never kind heard of like of that. a no, harvey i've never heard yeah kind of like a harvey weinstein type of a thing oh, and, is it? and apparently yeah and apparently like the the dis- this distributor in the uk has kind of like washed its hands like you know of the movie and they're saying that you know what people are saying that it should have it should be a bigger hit than what it really is but because of this whole kind of sexual harassment or sexual thing allegation yeah. that's gone behind it it's kind oh, of oh like, i had no idea like, okay mm. yeah oh wow so, i mean i'm still gonna go out and watch it because obviously like you know you 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 look at art and you look at films and you know you look at creativity mm. and you it'd be a shame yeah, if it's overshadowed by that because be i shame. think like i said shush uh shush sasha loose the lead actress yeah she does an amazing job and i don't often say that about you know performers they all do but I think for someone like her, who obviously she's a model, so yeah, she's comfortable with, you know, being in front of the camera and all that sort of thing. But the way she acts in this film, yeah, for a first lead role is, for me, great. It's great. And English is not her first language, but she's, you know, it's just, I can't believe it. She does a really good job. Really good job. Yeah. So it'd be a shame if it's, uh, you know, overcast with, you know, obviously, if, if I'm not trying to downplay what's happened, uh, allegedly, because if it's happened, then yeah, he needs to pay. But, you know, she, she needs to get her dues. <laughs> Said like a true assassin, he needs to pay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, Helen Mirren as love well. That. Helen Mirren does a really that. good job as well. I hardly recognise her, to be honest. It took me a while to, reckon, to recognise it was her. Uh, Luke Evans does, does a great job. Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy, he as well. I mean, they all do good jobs. They all do a good job. But yeah, I'm not going to, I'm, um, I'm going to stop there because I think the least said, yeah. I didn't know much about this film, so I enjoyed it a lot. So I don't want to spoil it too much for you guys, but please sure. go out and watch Anna. Yeah. Either way, okay, so that's whichever way you look at it, it's a great film. You get that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whichever way you look whichever at Anna, it's a great at... film, mate. Backwards, <laughs> forwards, anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's really good. Um, all right. Okay. So folks. Uh, go check that movie out. Now, we're going to speak about a, a hidden gem and DeVal's garden of of hidden gems is just like overflowing with stuff. And, you know, he brings movies from maybe like a year ago, a couple of years ago, or he brings one back from, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And this week he's bringing a movie from 2012 and it's called No One Lives. No One Lives. And it's already got me intrigued, Devaldo. So tell me about No One Lives. Yes, No One Lives is a movie from 2012. It stars Luke Evans, who also was in oh. Anna. So there's a link there. Luke Evans, a good actor. He's a Welsh born. He was in Dracula Untold. He was in Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of films. He was in Murder Mystery on Netflix at the moment. He's the sort of charismatic mm. English guy in that one. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of films. But yeah, Luke Evans is in this film. He's a star of No One Lives. Uh, no One Lives is about... Uh, it's another one that's a bit of a... I don't know. It kind of tricks you a little bit. But yeah, so I won't spoil it too, 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 too much. But uh, the film is about a couple, Luke Evans and his uh, partner, who are just going on a holiday with their camper van. 
And uh, just before you see that, there's a there's a story in the news about a missing young girl who supposedly is being kidnapped, and you know uh, we don't know where she is basically. So then it sort of cuts to Luke Evans and his partner going on a holiday across America uh, with their camper van. Uh, they stop somewhere and get some food. Uh, another mm. scene now is uh, of a sort of motley crew who are trying to rob rich people. So they try and rob a rich, rich family. Rich family, uh, they just leave to go on holiday. Uh, so they go to this rich family's house and try and rob it. Uh, and as they're doing that, the rich family return. I think someone forgot something. <laughs> so they, they return and their gig is blown. So then one of them actually does something really bad and it messes up the whole job. Uh, so now they're sort of down in the dumps trying to figure out who to rub next. They come across Luke Evans and his, uh, and his partner in a restaurant eating food. They have an altercation and that's that. Uh, later on in the film now, uh, they, they cross roads again and one of the sort of crazy people in the crew, uh, end up, uh, like basically capturing Luke Evans and his partner and, it's a big mistake. <laughs> uh, Luke Evans oh, is not shit. a normal guy. He oh, is not right, a normal okay. guy. He comes. He comes across normal, like he could be a cop or could be, you know, some sort of charming sort of, you know, just guy. There with his partner, uh, but he's not. Uh, and once he's been captured by this guy, because they they basically crash his car, so Luke Evans gets knocked out. This guy captures them, ties them up takes him somewhere and you think, okay, shit. But uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is because it will spoil it. But uh, basically Luke Evans' partner uh, doesn't make it. Luke Evans goes mad and he goes on a next level rampage. Oh, Yeah, next level rampage. Uh, there is a never good sort thing. of twist in it that I'm not I'm not gonna say because it's worth it. But let's just say Luke Evans rampage is a next level of rampage. And you realize Ooh. he is a next level person with the way he carries out his rampage. And like what is he like was he ex military or something? Nope. I don't think he is, but he is let's just say that's not his first raid rodeo. It comes to like obviously Ooh. getting people back and stuff like that. It's not his first rodeo. Well, oh, I, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. You see, uh, so what he's like, he's he's, but he's not law enforcement. Though. No, he's not. Definitely not law. No, 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 no. But if anything, okay. he's more on the opposite side of the law. <laughs> if anything, yeah. Right, okay, so he he comes across like a charming so guy, but he's on the opposite side of the law. <laughs> he's worse oh. than the people that captured him, basically, and they have captured oh, the shit. wrong person. So when Wrong shit person. hits the fan, oh. the shit hits the fan for them. <laughs> oh, so basically he turns the tables. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil one thing. Uh, basically, when, when he's captured oh. and tied up, uh, one of their sort of motley crew, uh, they've got a big guy who uh, is like sort of trying to torture Luke Evans to get information out of him. Uh, wrong, big move. I mean, a bit, uh, uh, big mistake. Basically, this big yeah. guy, Luke Evans, managed to kill. Uh, and obviously before that, his, his partner's already died already. So she's already dead. Uh, so Luke Evans kills a big guy, 
And then uh, the the rest of the Motley crew are trying to call the big guy to find out what's going on. They can't get through to him. Yeah. They come to the warehouse where they were and they just see uh, Luke Evans, uh, his, his, his partner is dead. Uh, and they think the big guy killed her. And they also come across the big guy's body. It's like his body's bloodied and everything, <laughs> but they can't see Luke Evans. <laughs> so they, they take the big guy's oh. body, uh, takes two of them to carry him. He's a big guy. Take two of them to carry him, put him in the van and take him back to the, the sort of where they're hiding out. Uh, and as they walk away from the big guy's body, we see the big guy starting to move. That's what? right. Trojan okay. horse. Luke Evans was inside. He was oh inside. My God. <laughs> it's crazy. Luke Evans was inside this big guy. He gutted him. <laughs> don't ask me how that works. Please don't ask me how that works. He was inside him. Yeah. And then once they obviously moved away, he came, he comes out of his skin all bloodied and it just looks crazy. He just looks like a madman. Yeah, that's how the film starts. And then you're thinking, shit. Trojan horse. Trojan horse in the worst way. And that's when you realise this guy is not normal. And then let's just say from there, the (laughs) shit hits the fan for them. And yeah, it's not good. It is not good. This sounds great. This movie sounds absolutely great. Trust me. So it's worth a watch. Uh, It's a hidden gem in that. It's just, it, the film came out of nowhere. I'll say it's more hidden than Gem. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's one of those, <laughs> it's not one of those ones that are like, oh yeah, it's a great film, it's magical and all that. It's not. But to see a star like Luke Evans, who's normally portrayed in one way, another way, that's yeah. the gem in it. That's the gem. That's the gem. I love that. I love that. I'm using that sound bite, you know that, for our introduction. It's more hidden than Gem. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's true, honestly. It's worth a watch though. And it's also co-produced by WWE. So, uh, yeah, so they've oh. also got their own film studios and they do churn out a few films here and there uh, from back in the day when like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin used to be in films. John Cena used to be in films. Yes. Uh, in yes. this film, yeah. the big guy's actually a wrestler. I can't remember his wrestling name, but he's a wrestler. Uh, so they do... Right, okay. It's not no, like no, the Undertaker, no, no, no. It's, it's not the New Age ones. Uh, but... Yeah, okay. it's it's, uh, it's it's worth a watch. <laughs> it's worth a watch. I'd say, you know, watch the film. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Oh shit, man! It does sound yeah. like it, but that 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 does sound brilliant, right? Okay, so Deval, thank you so much for your you're welcome. You're welcome this week, and and ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked down to the Flicksters. We are bringing you film news, film reviews, and anniversary corner movies and hidden gems every single week. And listen, like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Chat to us. Uh, we will hit you back up on the podcast. So, Deval. Yep. Just want to say thank you. Thank and, you. And um, yeah, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Always. Peace out. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast.